0: Hi,
1: welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic.
0: And I have the opinion.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the season finale. Season seven, episode eleven. Lucky seven eleven, babe.
0: We did it.
1: Not only did we do it, but I'm gonna let you know, and we should have known this already because we forgot about the hundredth episode. This is our hundredth and eleventh episode.
0: Oh, how perfect. It all uh, lines up, baby. It does all line up. On August
1: twenty-third, which is a big day for some people, but not for you. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. This is a good day to record. Seven eleven. Oh yeah. So shall I start with what happened last week.
1: Let's get right into it because I'm feeling, I'm drinking espresso. We're recording at 10, 13 in the morning. This is how, this is how we're going to be making money. Okay? All the money. All the money.
0: I don't know if it's going to be so much money because I got a, long, a little long winded in the recap here, yeah. <laughs> but there's just so many things to talk about.
1: You know, we got to get paid by the minute kind of, but also we got to give people bang for the buck and that's what season eight is going to give you.
0: That is exactly a nice little teaser yeah. there, babe. Bring your right, friends right, right, in right in the on ass. back. Right in the
1: fucking A. <laughs>
0: <egg>. So you <UFC. laughs> Oh, no. Now your
1: mom's definitely not going yeah, to listen to this Yeah.
0: Come second. on. Come on. No, this on. is a good one for your mom
1: to listen to. Sorry, G. <laughs> Sorry, G. Just delete the last 30 seconds. Babe, <laughs> from tell your brain. people what happened last
0: week. Sure. Um, Figgy's little brother sadly lost. However, Jared Gordon from Queens won. Queens Hollow. in the building. Um, then, so that just happened. We didn't actually get to see it, but then we got home from the most epic party of the year. And we were able to watch actually the three fights we were looking forward to and we had told you about. So hopefully you too were looking forward to them. The first was Jose Aldo versus Marab Davalashvili. It went the whole three rounds and Marab controlled the whole fight. I said it first and then the announcer said it. So I'm taking full credit for like what an observant fan I've become. Aldo did not have a whole ton of offense. People are kind of shitting on Marab for just holding Aldo. um, But Marab did control him. And even though he couldn't take Jose down, um, which I will give major props to Jose, Marab was just still doing more at at the end of the day.
1: I have to say, we didn't even talk about this. Just sitting next to you that whole night after the party of the year, not party of the century because that was last year. but you really were locked in. You you were freaking giving. You were like you were locked in giving great commentary, and that's when I think that uh, we should be doing live podcasts every now and then. Every now big. and
0: then. Uh, also, uh, you also
1: I- know both of them really well, which is like impressive
0: jose and marab. Yeah, marab
1: yeah you know you know like how they fight so yeah but,
0: um, fair enough yeah. that makes sense uh paulo costa and luke rockhold were fighting we told you like i think that we don't really like luke rockhold but paulo is so weird it's just like very strange um so that fight also went the whole three rounds but like what a different fight than the previous fight that went a whole three rounds like costa was controlling the fight but it was like had way more violence way more moments of is luke gonna do something but luke looked so tired how could he possibly do something and then luke like went and did something it was like a very exciting fight and i had to give props to luke because he looked incredibly tired even just like after round one but he was still in it and it was It was like a weird, cool, but also like obvious winner fight.
1: Yeah, it was just weird. I think it was because it was like so dynamic. Like They were literally exhausted. Because, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but it, it, the fights took place in Salt Lake City, mm-hmm. which the uh, altitude definitely is a thing for a lot of the fighters. Leon Edwards even talked about it. He was saying backstage he was looking at other people getting winded, and he's like, what's going on? And he was saying that he wasn't winded because of the altitude, but his body wasn't right. Like yeah. All this stuff was just weird. Luke was exhausted. Paulo didn't look great either. I like People were saying it was one of the best fights of the night and and best fights of like this part of the year not fight of the year but like it was great and I think I mean, it was
0: one fight of the night
1: it was just dynamic and weird it was just it was a weird one and also Luke Rockhold famously got knocked out knocked out by Yoel Romero and Yoel Romero did some TCS which is typical Cuban shit <laughs> and went up to him and like kissed him really close to on the lips <laughs> after knocking him out like dead dead Eek. um so Paulo costa was like that was one of the weirdest things that ever happened but then we'll get back to paula costa's like what happened during our fight was even weirder
0: <laughs> Ooh, so, uh, babe you're getting like really good with the teasers people are gonna want to listen to season dude, eight people are gonna want to continue to listen to this episode i think we
1: need to like start scheduling like zoom podcast me and you so that they're earlier because i just feel having my espresso now and also i'm excited because today's a big day even though you don't give a shit about it um it, it, it's hard to podcast after a full day of work and totally, I know. and when I get home straight from the train instead of the well, night, we had I'm like so excited actually, right now
0: like Sunday mornings but
1: then I logged on to our Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Gmail like whole suite thing yeah. which I don't always do sometimes I just log on to the notes or the email or whatever I saw I did so much other work I did a, a podcasting schedule because I, I yeah, uh, like a year ago where I had something that I thought was great that was called the uh, the Sunday guilt, and it's it's about waking up Sunday and and recapping what happens. I Saturday know, night. like I <laughs> like the idea of
0: recording not on a work day but on Sunday. Like I don't know if the mind is is going to be in it.
1: <laughs> Whatever, uh, we're going to pause the podcast because our laundry's done. <laughs> And we're back.
0: And the last fight that we were looking forward to, the main event, the championship fight for the welterweight title was Kamaro Usman versus Leon Edwards. Sheesh. 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 There's people who are already saying this was one of the most historic fights in UFC history, and it was shocking.
1: Shocking! You hit both your uh, catchphrases right there. Sheesh I know, and shocking,
0: and they're both uh, capitalized. Uh, we'll give you more on the lowdown of that fight in the final top three of season seven. We'll just let you know that Leon Edwards is the new UFC welterweight champion. Wow!
1: Wow! If you're not, if you're not on Instagram and already following all the accounts we told you, you should have known. You should have seen this. Already. If you didn't see God this
0: we've failed you all
1: right well before we get to the last top three of season 11 and maybe top three ever <laughs> yo 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 slow your roll season seven is it what did I say Eight? Eleven? Jesus Christ <laughs> let's talk about what's happening next week this espresso is hitting great um UFC fight night gone versus Tio Vasa is coming up in two weeks not this week because the UFC is actually taking a week off yeah, yeah it's oh dude in the month that I'm not allowed to talk about
0: Okay, it doesn't exist.
1: (laughs) Um, So it's coming up, and it's the first time the UFC is going to France because MMA was illegal there until recently. The main card is going to start at 3 p.m., so that's exciting. And we're also really interested to see what the crowd is going to be like. It has to have some sort of special energy like the first event at MSG, which reminds me, babe, I thought it was something different, but do you remember what the first UFC event at MSG was?
0: Cody... Was fighting that night?
1: No, that's the one that we went to. Oh, that was the third, I think. Oh dang
0: Maybe it! Second, so then there's third. no way I would remember. The first
1: one was Connor versus freaking Eddie. Oh geez, which is goddamn wow, so crazy. I think we went to the third one because the second one was Derek Lewis versus DC, and like kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's exciting because it's the first time they're going to Paris, France, just France in general, and um. I actually, I I I asked you before. I thought maybe you weren't as interested in, in me uh, in it as I was, but Gone versus uh, Tuovasa, I'm excited in that. I'm fight. excited
0: about it. I mean, it's potential like contender fight, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, and also like Joaquin Buckley is on the card. Always cool. Your boy, oh, Christos Yagos, is on the card, and your
1: mom's favorite fighter ever, Robert Whittaker, and is my on the mom's card.
0: favorite fighter ever. Like, see,
1: see that, G? Listen to that.
0: It's not going to be like the best card in the world, but I'm okay with a a not as good card when it's earlier.
1: Hell yeah, so, dude. So September
0: yeah. 3rd, look forward to it, you all.
1: All right, keeping with the numbers. Now, people are going to think we're into numerology and all this stuff, but uh, top three. God knows there's not going to be a Bellator this weekend. Jeez. All right. We wanted to wrap up the season finale with some old school, like back to basics, back to the roots, holding hands and throwing fists, top three. So I'm going to start off with what we like the most, really. MMA fashion.
0: I love it. Yeah.
1: We're going to do a little highlight on Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman got knocked out and whatever, I guess. And now the cat's out the bag. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But He's one of the best UFC champions of all time, and we've been fans of him for a while. Um, And it's time to shout out his style because he just always looks good. He always he has his outfits ready. He's on point. His jewelry game, honestly, and I'm not a big jewelry guy, but his jewelry game is freaking in your face. But also,
0: like, how is everything in your face, but so low key? Everything he does is like that's crazy. But on you, like he just carries everything and like it actually tames down crazy, which is insane.
1: Which is, yeah, it is insane because I feel like now that I'm thinking about it, it's, it's like a Nigerian thing. I think they take fashion real seriously because look at Style Bender and look at Francis even. Even Obviously, Francis who's yeah. like freaking giant. He always has his stuff on point too and because I feel like they kind of hopped around they have like a Nigerian hybrid. Like yeah. He's also got like the American wrestler kind of thing to him too because Marty.
0: Well all <laughs> his outfits are not necessarily like Nigerian but they're like there's there's a nod to so saying like that, that fashion that, which the, is that, cool.
1: The, that the, yeah. the people got style
0: yep okay go Uh, in his pre-fight
1: press conference what kind of
0: style be specific
1: (laughs) (laughs) in his pre-fight press conference he wore a green sateen like matching pants and short sleeve shirt with a um, silver stripe down the side of the pants so that's like as honoring Nigerian pride as you can because Mm -hmm. it's literally he he looked like the flag but he looked awesome in interviews during the fight week he wore like a similar white sateen short and short sleeve woven shirt usually unbuttoned <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and my man is shredded with a freaking huge ass thick chain and even when he weighed in this is the other thing when he weighed in uh, and he was cutting weight and he was wearing his just regular venom gear he just wears clothes well too which mm-hmm. I didn't realize that people do until people like Paul always Uh, give me credit for so Mm -hmm. I guess you know I'll take it when when it's given you know Um, also I've been on the record of saying it I think he's got the freaking best body in the UFC I really do my man's shredded and huge
0: yeah it was funny Josh Thompson from the weighing in podcast was like don't let your girlfriends or your wives watch the Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold fight, like they're gonna fall in love and wanna watch like every time they fight because they're like the most good-looking men and their bodies and whatever, whatever. Like, Josh Thompson, first of all, no. Second of all, and you're not gonna mention Kamaru? Sheesh. I know.
1: (laughs) You just sounded exactly like Josh Thompson, babe. Really? like, did I just go to the West Coast right (laughs) now? And then just a special shout out because we have to for MMA fashion and God damn it, I'm willing to pay anybody who wants to do the Buffers Blazers Instagram, <laughs> which gets so much traction. It gets so much more traction than our holding hands and throwing fists, no. uh, whatever well not more more, but whatever equally little (laughs) he wore a mint blazer and just when i thought that bruce was kind of like a a little stagnating a little bit he just hit us with a mint floral blazer that was out of this world we loved it brucey
0: yes it was fantastic i love this final top three of season seven because the next point classic is another classic classic Billy Alexander's favorite, I would argue. Billy, you still listening? The old MMA <laughs> boo-boo. Who's doing it? Um, the- unfortunately so we wanted to have this throwback the MMA boo-boo is not like our traditional MMA boo-boo Luke Rockhold had a minimal boo-boo just a teeny cut but it's one of those like minimal boo-boos that bleeds a lot so it's not like really it's not big damage it's not hindering him in any way but it was like profusively bleeding from his forehead <laughs>
1: why I just laughed so hard at the way you said profusely
0: I know is that a real word now it sounded funny I like it though we're gonna have to look it up Um, and so at some point in the third round like Uh, Paulo Costa was clearly winning but Luke Rockhold got on top of him and then Luke was not just gross about like letting the blood drip onto Paulo Costa's face but then he like nuzzled all up in his face to rub his blood all over Costa's face. That was a vigorous nuzzle. It was like really gross and there we go
1: because my knee is still not 100% and I'm still decided deciding to roll jiu-jitsu uh, I need to rely on other tactics to kind of help myself survive and I'm 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 a big time nuzzler now cuz I need to slow down the game
0: <laughs> yeah but he was just trying to he was just trying to do like epic shit and it wasn't epic it was just gross
1: no it was just bloody and gross
0: anyway because I don't want to talk about him anymore Number three.
1: The most classic of all holding hands and throwing fists. Some might say yeah. that.
0: MMA. Good guy. Dramatic pause. That's right. <laughs> so let's just actually start this MMA good guy off by saying Kamaro Usman is also a good guy. We told you last episode, but right now we need to focus on Leon Edwards, the new UFC welterweight champ. So, we alluded to this in the opening, but I do want to give you more of a breakdown of the fight. Um, here's how it went. Usman has never been taken down in his whole UFC career. Ever. They always put stats before the fight starts, and George even, like, pointed that out as, like, a reminder to us about how incredible Kamaru is.
1: 100% takedown defense.
0: Insanity. But Edwards was able to take Usman down in the first round and just people's heads were already exploding. Like, where is this fight going to go? This is really interesting. Wow. However, (laughs) Uh. after that first round, Usman like... Totally and fully controlled rounds two through round five and a half. I would say.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, five even four more. Fifths. Yeah, exactly. Five and four fifths is even more accurate. Leon like just started to look not necessarily tired, but not really himself. The announcers, Dan Thomas, just like said he like was starting to look defeated and. I would have to agree. Um, Leon's cornerman was trying so hard.
1: Dude, he's my MVP of the night. He is
0: the MVP the of MVP. the night. He was trying so hard to hype Leon the fuck up to just like snap Leon's mind or snap his body out of like whatever was going on, which, as George said earlier, I believe is correct. It's probably like part of the Utah Altitude and things like that Uh But also who knows what else Um, But it just was not working But he did not give up. His cornerman kept that like hype energy. He wasn't like, no, it's okay. You're doing... He was like, you're fucking losing. Yeah. You got to go out there into round five and you have to do something. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, son. Yeah.
1: Stop feeling sorry for yourself. I was like, bro, I, 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 I was ready to jump through a wall when I watched it the next day because I was sleeping through most of it.
0: I was obsessed. And <laughs> Kamaru like was taking Leon down and his cornerman just kept shouting... Get the fuck up! Get the fuck up! It was just like... He was trying. And you know what? It paid off. Because with less than a minute in the final round, Edwards threw a left... It seemed like a feint. Then followed by a left high kick that knocked Usman right on out.
1: Dude, right on out. I was asleep because... The first, I watched the first round, and then the second, third, and fourth, he was just controlling him, and I was like, "Okay." I, f- I fell asleep because we had a big day that day, but then I woke up, straight woke up, because the just the the noise and the frequency from the TV was like so above and beyond. <laughs> and I've since watched like the clips a thousand times of just like the audience freaking out, and then I remember waking up, and the first thing I saw was him on the floor, and I was like, "Holy!"
0: There, like, no exaggeration. Our jaws were down for a full minute. Like, yeah. we had no words. It Every, was yeah,
1: it, 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 incredible. It was one of the most special moments of the year.
0: It was. Without question. It was. George missed it because he was asleep.
1: Does that, the, the, that has to be maybe knockout of the year now. I think Molly, I was still rooting for mm-hmm. Molly's first one. Mm-hmm but Oof, we'll see. It might be. I don't even think people were even mentioning it to be knockout of the year because I people did, are already saying so. like all time shit. Yeah, you know, like exactly. Year, God. Um,
0: anyway. Leon's
1: such a good guy, bro.
0: Leon's post fight speech was where we really see he's the MMA good guy. It was so emotional and kind and just, it was wonderful. It was like no shit talking, no bullshit, nothing about like Kamaru or next fights or like anything like that it was just pure happiness it really made me love him even more and the line that stands out not just to me or george or like anyone literally you're gonna start seeing this on t-shirts the look at me now (laughs)
1: look at me now yeah look at
0: me now and i will definitely need that shirt
1: do you have the other one though that um that we really really like too
0: the other line I'm not
1: looking at your nose yeah no he says the belt belongs to no one yeah how fucking cold is that yeah that's awesome the belt belongs to no one
0: and even as a champ in in an interview since then and people are talking about defending it whatever he's like he still has that mindset it's not just like something he told himself in order to try to win it it's like I am the champion sure right now but
1: and you know what? I just had a flashback now, too. I'm sorry to interrupt your notes. Um, but, like, we did, we, we chat, we like, we were, we have been Leon Edwards fans for a while. But we challenged him. We're like, dude, you're not fucking fighting. Who are mm-hmm. you? You know, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. He came out. He freaking beat Nate Diaz. He freaking uh, had the thing with Bilal, but was ready. He came in against Kamara, was losing. And Yo, and honestly, man, like, Leon, you, you're you're the man, bro. You, you earned, you did what we asked of you to do. And yeah. it's full circle. And the Holding Hands is throwing fist podcast right now.
0: <laughs> it's good it's for our feeling season. Feeling good Denali. for the finale. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we did see Leon walking back with his belt the locker room right after the fight and he called his mom and was able to talk and he, he he couldn't speak he just broke down crying he couldn't even stand like he had to like sit on whatever was there he was just so emotional and his mom was just so happy and it was just it was really beautiful
1: it's a beautiful moment so are we down for the uh last pti rundown of the season yeah Kayla Harrison won her PFL fight and requested elbows to be legal in the final fight of the tournament. Babe, how badass is that?
0: That's pretty badass and pretty ridiculous.
1: We're going to break from the PTI quick rundown just to say that PFL has essentially, by holding hands and throwing fists standard, surpassed Bellator as the number two American MMA promotion.
0: Absolutely.
1: Cool. Jake Paul posted garbage about the Costa vs. Rockhold fight and got into MMA beef with Ariel Hawani.
0: Yes, I love that we're able to throw in some MMA beef too. Um, obviously, I'm on Ariel's side here. Very disappointing because, as Ariel said, like Jake Paul was bringing some real eyes and ears to the whole MMA fighters don't get paid enough, they need more respect, all that. And then he goes and says some stupid shit about this fight. And so
1: Yeah, but you I'm know what Ariel. he you know what Jake Paul said that was right though? He goes, What would the MMA community say if that was me?
0: Yeah, and you know what Ariel said? It's not about you.
1: Oh damn. Ariel again. I mean I'm team Ariel all the way. <laughs> team knows. Jared Gordon called out Patty Pimplant, what's new? Every fighter is doing it. However, this time he called them out in an effort for both of them to bring awareness to mental health. That is also positive and a very good marketing angle to get that fight.
0: I think if Patty has a say, I think Jared Gordon is not that great. So it would be a good fight for him. And that might be the only way that he's interested in taking out someone who's calling him out
1: cool this episode was brought to you by us for sticking through this fucking season and bringing you guys the heat wait till (laughs) season 8 comes out and we fucking blow up just you wait but for real thank you